Hi, this is Creativity Speaks. I'm your host, Vive. Uh, this is a podcast where we talk with creatives about creating. Um, and our guest today is photographer Jamie Ho. Jamie uh, was born and raised in the sprawling suburbs of Florida. She holds a Bachelor of Fine Art from the University of New Mexico and is currently based in Madison, Wisconsin. Um, and she is one of the current Dane County emerging artists. Hi, Jamie. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Hi. So, um, so yeah, let's get started. Um, so I just wanted to talk to you about your creative process. And, uh, and I guess um, the first question I have is, what is your artistic process like? Um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of artists have a concept before working. Some just kind of dive right into their work and kind of figure out uh, what it is as they go. What is your process like? Okay, um, I think it depends. Usually I work based, uh, project-based, and then I also shoot whenever I feel inspired. Sometimes some of the things that I shoot daily or weekly um, starts something like a thread in a, in a project, but usually I have um, an idea set before I start the project. But typically, um, when I have an idea, but usually I let the project kind of in the work in the photographs I make guide me through it, if that makes sense. Mm hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So it sounds like it's kind of a mixture of both. You, you know, start photographing and then that leads you to another thing and then another thing. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Um, recently, I've been working a lot on my experience as a first generation American, spe specifically about my family and things like that. So um, a lot of the recent projects I've been working on kind of been influenced um, by older work. Essentially, I just I keep the I, I've been like keeping the ball rolling, so to speak. Mm hmm. Um, and is that, um, looking at your website, is that uh, like the Canton Golf series? Right. Um, I would say that it, like it, that was influenced by Goat Town and then the, the current project that I'm kind of working on is influenced by both of those projects. Um, mm -hmm. so I guess a little, ex like Canton Golf is essentially, um, a body of work that I made in, Guangzhou, China, which is um, my mother's hometown, essentially. And I've gone back as a child and um, I've gone um, more recently, too. And it's definitely had like a lot of change. And since I the from what I remember as a child to when I um, in my late 20s um, and that's kind of the um, thread in Canton Gulf as well. It's um, exploration of my culture and what home means. And like with Florida, like I've lived there. I used to live there. Like I lived there my entire like childhood and teenage life. I was there. <laughs> if that makes sense. I mean, mm -hmm. um, it, it's a place that I grew up. And, and it was a place that I wanted to leave as soon as possible, as soon as I could. Um, and Canton Golf was really like 
me reconnecting with my family, going back to a place that I wanted to escape. I wanted to leave. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And like in, in uh, investigating that space, because it is, there is a strong feeling, you know, I think for a lot of people to leave where they're from. And I think that that can be really healthy, um, you know, to go out and explore and do your own thing. Um, but then they're also, you know, like I definitely miss my families, you know, living far away from them. And, uh, no, I think that that, that experience is definitely a shared experience between, between a lot of young adults. And I feel like it's definitely an experience for a lot of people in our generation. Um, you know, I think people used to stay closer to home than, than they do now. Yeah, that's, that's very true. Um, I mean, part, also part of it for me is that being gone for so long, things, a lot of things change. So a lot of that work is about just re-discovering um, that. But also, in a sense, like my parents are getting older and I live, you know, across, halfway across the country from them. And it's, it's that like weird feeling where you feel tied to them. You like want to make sure you still make memories with them. But then you're think then you have this like idea that it's not it's not gonna be there forever and you don't know what the future holds. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean it's it's a very real yet scary thought, right? Right. And then the other side of it is also that my parents has this like this big, like very rich culture to draw from that I feel that I can't connect to, that I don't understand per se, um, despite growing up in it. Um, so that's, um, so like I'm working on a project now that's kind of about that, but also about reconnecting with other parts of the community that I grew up in, in Florida, in Fort Myers, Florida. Um, I have a lot of yees, which are, roughly translates to aunts. They're older women that I respect, that I, um, I, I grew up with, who influenced me in some way. So I'm um, making portraits of them. Um, so that's what I'm working on right now. And I feel like there's like this continual thread that I am con making this kind of reconnecting with my history and my um, right, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, you know, I guess, can you talk a little bit more about like, you know, you're talking about like your parents' culture and how that feels very different from your culture. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, when I was growing up, it felt like I was living in two different worlds. Um, the outside, the external, being growing up in very like American public school, having, you know, um, very American experience, but then also growing up in a very traditional Chinese household, um, which is just, I don't know, it's, um, much different it's also things that there are certain things about it 
that doesn't necessarily mesh together in terms of what is expected. Um, not sure how to describe it per se. It's um, it's. I mean, when I was younger, it made me feel that everything, everyone was very similar on the outside. Like, um, my like my friends had very similar experiences, but with my parents, they wanted very other specific things that are very different, and it made me feel different, which. I don't know, that was part of my, like, wanting to leave home, in a sense, even though now I feel like it's something I wish I didn't push away as much. Like, example, my the language, um, when I was younger, my first language was Cantonese, that's what my parents spoke, and as soon as I learned English, I made a conscious decision when I was five, because you know we make really smart decisions when we're that young. <laughs> <laughs> and I decided, well, I'm just going to push this language. I don't want to speak it. I'm just going to speak English, which helped my mom, but it didn't help. Now, like now, being the age I am, I wish I didn't do that. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, has that made it difficult to interact with your family members? Because um, I, I, I understand that you also have family members who still live in China as well. Right. Um, yes. I don't, I mean, my dad doesn't speak English. So we have this like very strange interaction. Like it's, he tries to communicate in, in English, and it's, like, really difficult to understand, and I tried to do it in Cantonese, and we both have this, like, misunderstanding sometimes, but also with my family in China, like, I don't see them as often, of course, because it's, um, they live really far away, but it's a, it's a weird thing. It's, like, you don't really know them, but you do because you're you spend so much time with them does that there's stories that make it that are very hard to share because of the language barrier mm -hmm. and my understanding of it is definitely not as rich because of that mm -hmm. yeah I mean that definitely makes a lot of sense um you know having having the barrier be the way that you communicate um would just, yeah, I mean, and with your own family, right? And you want to have that connection. Um, so how do you navigate that world of having that connection when you have that barrier? Right, and I, I do think that some of my work shows that, like, there's this kind of a distance to some of my photographs. And it's, kind of, it's intentional, but it's also just kind of how I explore my surroundings in relation to my family. And, uh, you know, flipping, flipping gears a little bit, sure. uh, when did you know that you wanted to be an artist? Um, that's a good question. I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> um, I've been 
interested in art um, since I was really young. I took, um, but I don't, you know, like I became more interested in it as a in high school. I had some great art teachers that helped nurture my love of image making, um, like Miss Broder to name one. Um, but I didn't really like consider it until I started um, college, until, essentially until I got to um, the university. I went to University of New Mexico, which was my second college. Um, I first tried to major as a bioengineer and that totally did not work. <laughs> That's very different. <laughs> yes. Um, I thought it would be interesting, but I really wanted to do art and I was really miserable. So it was a good, <laughs> it was a good call for me to switch. Yeah, definitely. Um, So, and I know um, in our introduction, we talked about you being one of the current uh, Dean County Emerging Artists. Um, can you talk a little bit more about that? Yes. Um, so, art, literature, laboratory, art and literature laboratory is the one, the program that um, the nonprofit, I think, organization, they also run an art gallery. Um, they're the organization that runs it. Um, I just answered a, one of their calls, essentially. Um, this is like a very new program. They just started. I'm one of, I'm essentially their, um, what's that word? That tester? Like I'm a- mm, Like a uh, guinea pig? I'm the guinea pig, yes. And then one of uh, two, the other artist is Jenny Bastion. But um, essentially it's, we started with a solo show um, at their gallery, and then it's really um, a program and way to help us build momentum in our studio practice. It's supposed to help with professional development and provide more opportunities to connect with people. Um, I had a really hard time moving to Madison, meeting other artists. Um, I moved from Albuquerque, New Mexico, um, where my co college was, and I was ingrained in there, in that, like, community, art community. Um, and moving from one city where you were a student and you had that support, and moving to a brand new city that you know barely anyone, and you have no idea, like, how to meet people, meet other artists, um, this was kind of They've been helping me meet other people, and that's been it's been kind of amazing. Um, we like right now we're doing crit like critique groups, which is something I miss. I miss being able to show my work and um, get some feedback with other artists. So, so yeah, it's been a really interesting um, and good opportunity. That's probably going to end soon and it's going to end soon so because <laughs> um, my show was in in June so it's like half a year it's 
Time goes by so fast sometimes. I mean, that's great that you have, you know, been able to meet some local artists. Um, do you, first question, do you have any um, tips for people about how to meet others in their community? Have, have you learned anything from this experience? I think really um, it's just going out to events. It's it's kind of hard. It like, kind of sucks because, you know, I, as a person, like I don't, I don't like going to events alone. I'm really awkward, um, but that's one way is just going to art openings, like talking to people, um, checking out opportunities that the local art community provides, applying to those. Um, that's I don't really have that many tips because this this. Um, program has helped me a lot and I am super awkward and I'm really bad at networking so it's been really helpful to to have um, an organization support you yeah yeah definitely I I would imagine so I am not good nor do I enjoy networking myself <laughs> so I, mean, I understand I, that yeah I mean Meeting people is fun. It's great as long as um, you don't feel like you're trying to interject into like an already structured, existing structure. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. When you have someone introduce, like helping you introduce yourself, that's really helpful. Um, yeah. Do you guys have plans to continue your critique group after the uh, Emerging Artist Residency is over? Yes, it's um, actually a, a group of other local artists. So right now we're trying, we're at like a six month trial period, trying to see if it's something that would work. And then eventually there's might be plans of opening up, things like that. Um, but that I think that's, that's my hope is that they'll continue it. Um, it's been really, really supportive environment, so I really would hope so. That's great. Yeah, it, you know, I just moved um, to Oregon a couple of months ago, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of artists here, um, and it's, you know, hard to make myself go out to different events, but I did last weekend, and it was great, and I had some really great conversations with some local artists. Um, so you just got to, I guess you just got to keep doing it. <laughs> That's right? pretty much it. It's, you just have to put yourself out there and mm -hmm. hope for the best, really. I mean, you, you can, you'll, <laughs> you can find some really, you can have some really interesting conversations there, even if it's really crowded, even in the crowded events. So, mm -hmm. um, and seeing work, like local work is really important. It gives you a feel of the kind of work people are making in your city and the the kind of environment like that it fosters essentially. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it definitely you know gives you a sense of place. Um, I think. Yes. And uh, you know, even going to different cities and going to galleries and museums and stuff, you get a sense of that place from you know the work that you see and, and, 
you know, issues emerge that you didn't even realize were issues in that community because people are making art about it. Right. That's really true. So what are you working on now? Like, what are your plans for 2018 that is fast approaching? Yeah, um, I'm going to Florida again soon. Um, like, I've, I've been trying to go more and more, like I said. Um, and I'm going to continue working on that aunt's project. It's probably going to evolve in a different way. And I'm really excited to see where it leads me. Um, I know I have a part of the Emerging Artists program. I'm having a group show with the, um, with other emerging artists from different parts of the Midwest. So I'm not sure exactly the details yet. They're still working it out, but um, I'm look that's going to be in March or April, and I'm really excited for that as well. Um, and I'm just going to keep making work and take one step at a time. Um, I think what's been really great this year is my goal was just to put myself out there if there's a call that is within the um is within the right word it, it's you know like has qualities in which my work would work well in just go for it especially if there isn't a cost mm-hmm. and yeah i mean that's one of the difficult things is so many of these calls to action have a cost associated with them right. which just, I mean, I understand there's, you know, they don't want everyone to apply, but at the same time, it feels so prohibitory to those emerging artists, especially young emerging artists that don't feel established in their career, whether that's their artistic career or the career that might pay, pay the bills otherwise. Right. Um, you know, and some of these calls can be, you know, 50, 75, $100. And that always is such a turnoff for me. Um, it's, yeah, I don't think I've um, done a call that had a cost yet this year. And I've done it before, but and I know some of it is knowing your audience and knowing and deciding whether or not the juror or the organization is actually worth worth it. Because um, mm-hmm. some of the monetary ones, it could be interesting. It could be a good experience, but it really, some of it is just, a profit driver, which is kind of frustrating. Yes, I, I definitely agree. And yeah, yeah, you're right. Some of them have great curators and, you know, the chance to interact with that curator, you know, would be great and have them look at your work. Um, so, so that's, that's my note for galleries. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like, try, really... and, try and have at least some more, more or less expensive <laughs> calls to, calls for entry <laughs> For emerging artists. <laughs> and like some of them are non like profits that like use the um, fees to help with their administrative costs, but some of it is doesn't doesn't feel that way. So it's really mm-hmm. knowing where you want to put your money in. And then trying to also go for ones that don't. Because there are there are some good ones. And even if it's just like magazines, like fraction magazine that like they have a pretty good readership and their calls are never their um, anniversary calls are never um, have a fee applied to it. Mm-hmm. And that brings up a really good point, actually, that so many 
you can get so much traction as an emerging artist through social media or through online magazines or even print magazines nowadays. Um, right. And I know that you've experienced some of that. Right. Yes. Um, the last one I was in was um, Underexposed Magazine. That's a print one. Well, they mostly do interviews on um, artist interviews on Tumblr, and they focused on um, female identifying photographers. So that's a great one. Um, and the the person, the founder that um, does it is has a pretty good eye. So that's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's awesome to know. Um, um, great. <laughs> well, I, don't, <laughs> I don't. I don't think that I have any other questions for you. Do you have anything else you'd like to say before we wrap up? Um, no, I think I'm a, I'm good. Um, this was a wonderful chat with you. Yeah, this has been wonderful. Um, great. Well, you can check out uh, Jamie Ho's work at uh, jamie-ho.com. Um, you can also check out Creativity Speaks uh, Facebook page um, if you would like more information and links to uh, Jamie's website um, and yeah uh, thank you so much for listening and uh, we'll talk to you later bye bye